the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast, back after a one week's holiday, which is proof yet again, Stefan is never getting back on this show. I am Sam, delighted to say joining me again, of course, it's my partner in crime, the only person who will be recording this show with me, it's Matt! Hey you mate, yeah, absolutely spot on, yeah, I mean, we, in no emergency, nothing will have him recorded. No, no, <laughs> there's no break glass, here's a new host anymore. The, yeah, he ain't coming back. Yeah, no, no. He just and, and there is there is actually some comments on the Facebook page today, which we will address later. Oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone, we did take a week off. Um, it was the international break. We were both a little frazzled, uh, you know, lockdowns and <laughs> and all of that fun stuff. And we went, do you know what? Let's let's have a week off. Let's give everyone a break from. A uh, farmer sounding pirate and and Matt and, and the Essex boy. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Right, my... Yeah, up the apples and pears. <laughs> that's um, not that's not but... Essex, mate. That's East London. That is that's Cockney. It's East London, East London. Yeah, sorry, I catch you standers every now and again, and that's just it. No, that's, that's my generic. Yeah, yeah, my pub, you slag. You slag. Oh, that, that's, that's about it. and there goes half our audience sorry (laughs) bye everyone it was lovely having you here Uh, but there are a few things we need to address straight away so we took a week off right yeah i i appreciate we didn't announce it in advance and i appreciate we put a post out the day before just saying look there's no show however i noticed on our instagram my friend which is run by someone i used to call lovely laura now i call her something else she made a comment that we took the week off. Because someone asked, someone quite politely said, oh, you know, hope the guys are okay. Was it Mountain And man? she replied, no, no, it wasn't. He's vanished. I, I think joking. me saying I, I developed his own theme tune has made him run. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Ma- Mountain Man is gone. Like, okay. I will never get to use this. That took me at least, oh. well, about 10 minutes. But <laughs> 10 minutes it yeah. took me to do that. And I'm never going to get to play it unless he comments again. So I may just track the asshole down, like stalk him from Instagram. And it's like, where's my comment? You're like, what? Um, But but my my social life aside, um, Laura, the runner of the Instagram page and dancer in many topless bars across where she lives, has said that we we didn't do the show last week because we're getting old and we needed a rest. Can you believe that? It's it's outrageous, to be honest. From someone who is older than me, by the way, Laura, don't forget that. I know you got the whole hotness scale thing, which, you know, because she's quite attractive to some people, not me. I'm pointing this out. I'm really cross with her, by the way. (laughs) She called us old. We needed a break. (laughs) Unbelievable. So anyway, um, starting next week on the show, we have a new feature. It's called Free Pass to Laura's Dance Night, once they reopen, thanks to COVID. And I will give out one digit of her phone number every week. Awesome. There you go. Move on. Revenge. (laughs) I'll start this week. The first number is zero. (laughs) Uh, Everyone get your pen ready. Seriously, get your pen ready. I'm giving out one number a week. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not having this. Calling me old. Saying I needed a week off. However, she was not alone. I had some emails. First of all, Sarah. Thank you very much. A lady called Sarah emailed in. To set, just to make sure me and you were both okay and our families were well. 
Oh, that's nice. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, that is nice. So I replied, thank you very much. You know, had a nice dis- had a nice discussion with her. Very lovely thing to do, short notice. A guy called Ian request asked if I would be back this week because the recovery from that type of operation often takes a while and will I need to be addressed as Samantha from this point on? <laughs> yes, Ian, but only on Sundays. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, people get our sense of humour now. Have you noticed that? We've been doing it long enough that people yeah. now feel confident enough to go, yeah, they'll find this funny. Yeah, Either yeah. that or he don't care and he just went in full two-footed. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It, it could have backfired on him. It, it could have been what you were doing yeah. and then, you know, you could have, yeah, that could have been quite a touchy subject, couldn't it? What, 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 it could have been very hurtful. I mean, yeah. you know, address me as him, her... I, I don't know. I get very confused over that, and I'm trying so hard not to be. It's a generational but, but thing. The, it is a generational thing, and like my my daughter's just like bang, no problem at all. She's just like, oh yeah, it's, it's what that is. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, I like because I've got um a friend of mine who I went to school with, who I went to school with, and was was a guy, was a boy the whole way through school, and now he's a woman on Facebook. And and that's fine. I got no issue with it. But I do I do sometimes struggle with it. Like, oh yeah, how is he? Um, um no, I don't see that, do I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like people talk about I see I'm doing it again, people talk about him. No, no, that's wrong. Uh, yeah, so exactly. yeah, no, I, I struggle with that. So yeah, thanks for the email. That was kind. No, I haven't transitioned. Um despite the rumours that that's not, not, <laughs> not the case. And we did have one other who I'm not gonna name check because you don't deserve to be name checked. Uh he just simply inquired if we were, you know, currently been stood down by the other admins you know we were on gardening leave yeah. no no thank thank you there was more to that email it was tongue-in-cheek but no sod you i'm not reading the rest out you're not getting the glory you, you've it's got you've show. got my you, mic i was gonna say you've got the top you've got the top bod down there haven't you and he's had a little discussion with law yeah. and he's like they, they seem to be doing yeah. all right but they don't seem to be yeah. getting the, the ratings that we kind of were that's looking it. for yeah. you know yes I mean, to be honest with you, a ratings winner would be Laura and Dan on here. And if oh. they ever want to step in for a week, I'd I'd, I'd allow that. I'd, you know, step in, Stefan can go f- himself. But those <laughs> two want to step in, they, they can. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the good-looking ones, really, to be honest with you. And I mean, don't take it anything away from you. I mean, you're like the sexy Mitchell brother. If they <laughs> the had Mitchell a brother. But but no, me. It's like an oxymoron that was my <laughs> sexy Mitchell brother. I don't know. Some women really find them attractive, and I'm kind of like, I don't see it. Or the scriptwriters do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have not watched that show in so long. I have no idea if they're still a thing. No. <laughs> yeah, not since I was like early twenties. So, and as Laura likes to point out, I'm old now, so yes. that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting that go anytime soon. Do you know, I sent that. S- Sod, I was nearly said something far worse. A Christmas present and a card and everything. Oh, and that's and, this, and that's what and you get our, back, Sam. Yeah, I know that it hurts. It mm. really does hurt. Yeah, the fact we're seven the minutes into the show and I'm not shut up about it, I think probably tells everyone <laughs> yeah. that I'm still hurting. Uh, but we do have other things to talk about. Obviously, this is the Spurs News podcast, not Sam bitches about one of his friends' podcasts. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is some breaking news as we go into recording, which is Tottenham women have relieved. Karen Hills and Juan Amoros of their duties. The dual managers of Tottenham Women have been fired. Um, it's a. It felt kind of inevitable. Um, they've not been playing well this season. But at the same time, these two literally took the club from amateur to professional. You know, two promotions in two years. 
playing very good football on the way, built an entire structure at the club to enable it to go professional, did so with very little input from Tottenham Hotspur FC, you know, they, they kind of here have the name and have some kits and that was it, <laughs> you know, mm. so... So the people at the women's side of things have really done great work. Um, I, yeah, it's sad. I mean, they are in a relegation fight, so the clubs have invested money like they have in certain players that have come in on loan that have raised the profile. I can understand the decision, but I do feel a little bit bad for them. Yeah, I mean, we have been struggling a little bit. I, 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 um, oh, big I was time, yeah. Talk, yeah. Yeah, I mean, talking about struggling, I was trying to find an article to put on the, uh, the website yesterday because during the international break there is nothing is there so no, I, I know it is dire normally what i'll go to is the, the tottenham hotspur um, official page if i can't find anything else anywhere anywhere else yep. and it had the the, the what, you, what would you call it the post-match um uh, article about the game that game that night the, the spurs women against yeah. the arsenal women in the uh in the league oh, Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh they lost that in penalty on penalties didn't they it was i think they, yeah. they, they, they kept going behind and then he, and then it was two all and they lost it on penalties yeah. and i think it meant both clubs so that was the small silver lining that we oh, weren't yeah, the only club out the two that are out the cup through, you know yeah. but <laughs> it, is, it has been a struggle for a while i mean have, have we have we actually won won a game yet in a league because i can't i don't no, seem mate. to have ever seen us win one no no we picked up two draws that's it this season wow it's disappointing because last season we kind of made this immediate impact, playing good football. Um, this season we've kind of, yeah, and this is one of those things, on paper signed better players and invested in the team, but the results have gone backwards. And it's funny how sometimes you do see that, like a group goes up together and they've got this collective work ethic and they make an impact. Um, but then the following season, you know, they try and make changes and, it, and it's a bit of a struggle. And that does appear to be what's happening. Um, Sheffield what happens United. Next? Well, Sheffield United is a good <laughs> example. But I mean, they they never brought in a global megastar like we have in Alex Morgan. Um, you know, no. women signed a player there that has a profile, you know, far bigger than really anyone else in the women's Super League. She really does. Um, you know, stateside, she's a celebrity. <laughs> and mm. so for us the signer was massive and and really i mean she's working herself back to fitness and that's fine that's you know that's part of the deal in a signing her she gets those minutes and we get her profile for the club but also her you know hopefully when she does you know hit the ground you know her back on form i mean it's sods all she missed the penalty last night yeah um, but yeah it's one of those things but yeah it was quite sad seeing that they've gone i mean um we, as a page, as a podcast, actually, when the team was amateur, so this is a few years ago, we actually sponsored some of the players, um, which is something they do for amateur football, as you know. And I, I was lucky enough that both Karen and Juan uh, follow us on Twitter, and you know, we, I've had various discussions with them. Uh, both really smart football people, people that you that you could listen to, you know, and sort of like see things from different perspectives straight away. Like, oh wow, you know, that's you know, that's great, I, and I like that. Uh, so it's sad. Um, it is football. It is a business. I do understand it. So it is sad, but we move on. But it's just kind of funny that it's happened on the anniversary of probably my saddest ever moment in football. A year ago today, Tottenham fired Mauricio Pochettino. I can't believe it's been a year. No, man, me neither. But at the same time, it feels like 10 years ago. It's of mental. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I put a comment on just like, it feels like yesterday and yet so long ago at the same time. Yeah, he's um, but mental. Do, doing this podcast and I wrote down like a few things, oh, I want to discuss this, I want to discuss that. And I wrote that down a year since Pock sacked. And as I did it, 
I remember our show. I remember me and you just being like, what now? What what the, f-, you know? Yeah. Just being in disbelief. And then, of course, within 12 hours, we knew what was next. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just want to sort of touch on it a minute because there seems to be this kind of... Um, you have to be either pro Jose or pro Pochettino, and I don't buy into that. I I, I can be pro both. Can, don't you think we can be pro both? I can look at that and go, he was great for the club, and I was really sad to see him fired. Jose's our manager now, and I'm backing him. Surely mm. that's okay. Yeah, uh, look, I, I can. I mean, you talk about the, the podcast we did a year ago uh, when we yeah. found out that Mourinho was going to be taking charge, and we was both, like you say, just in shock. Like, what the actual, like, you know, was going on? Yeah. And, and we was, I remember us both both being quite apprehensive because we yeah. were probably, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like most Spurs fans, we were probably looking at his previous um, job at Man United and how that went sour. Yeah. Oh, yep. I don't know. I don't know if a few was, but that for me that was what that was in my mind a lot. You know how he he lost a lot of the players, the big players, and it was a bit acrimonious how he left, and it, and it, and then he was out for a year. And you, you, I'm not don't get me wrong. I'm not for one second suggesting he was like washed up, but it was like you know he's kind of no. he's had that fa- not fa- even failure. I mean he won a couple of trophies at Man United, but probably to yeah. their standards it probably wasn't what they were looking for. But he yeah. he was probably considered like. To, for want of a better word, a failure at Man United, you know, in the way it happened. So, you know, yeah. you, you wondered, and he was doing a lot of adverts, and you wondered if that was his time done then. And so it was a bit weird seeing him uh, come in. But yeah. I feel like now, and, and it might, may be just because we've had a fantastic start to the season, that uh, and it might all change like if we lose City on Saturday. Yeah, and, and we've got some tough yeah. games go, coming up. But, but if, time, if, yeah. But if if we can get some decent amount of points out of these games and then really kick on and be up where we are and still have a great chance of winning the league, which is ridiculous even now I say it, then you you, you look at Pochettino and I, th- I think someone alluded to it on the on the Facebook page because you you posted didn't you that you know the anniversary yeah. and someone uh, someone was saying it, he was like the, the the next cog up kind of thing like you know so you had um, yeah. Yol, uh, Redknapp. Um, 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 uh, Pochettino just to getting us up, 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 and Pochettino was the one that got us over that that rung onto the champ, like a, a Champions League team, and it just yeah. feels like at the moment, hopefully, fingers crossed, that Mourinho is the one that's going to kick us onto the next level, which is like you know to be winning the trophies, and so yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's it, I, I can't help but always feel sad, and you know it's, it is like seen an ex-girlfriend on television when you see him it's like it just breaks your heart doesn't yeah. it when you see him but <laughs> yeah. I don't know at, at the moment it feels like maybe what's happened as for us for, for Spurs is possibly the, the best thing that, that's happened that this happened now it has like with Mourinho taking over yeah. you know it, it, it's difficult and I think the main reason why it's difficult is because there's still a doubt in my mind so what what I mean by that is with, with Pochettino he gave me back the club and we talked about it loads so I'm not going to go over it again but I felt very disconnected he gave me that back the team those two seasons peak Pochettino ball you know yeah mate I I love watching us every game and I know we didn't win anything and I know that means the world to some people like that's the be all and end all and that's fine but for me for those two years following the club attending games and you went to more games then than I think you had before Mm. um it was just great. When every yeah. game you went into it thinking, no matter who it was, we're going to have a real go at this. Yeah. It didn't matter. And if it was at White Hart Lane, we were going to win. 
you know, we weren't going to lose at home. You know, I think in the, those two years, I think we lost two home games. And, of course, in the final season there, we didn't lose one. We just we just dropped two point, uh, four points, didn't we, yeah, at home? Yeah, in the whole season at home. If you'd said that to me would happen in the 90s or the early 2000s, I'd have laughed my ass off. Yeah. Probably because I just watched us lose 3-0 to Wimbledon or something. You know, it just, it just wouldn't compute. So when I got to see it... And I get that some people, like, uh, there was like a fanzine years ago, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory, Mestag, if don't know fanzines, I'm really dating myself here, but, yeah. hey, shut up, Laura. <laughs> um, but those guys saw us in the 50s and the 60s, and like, so for them, like, when they were watching us in the 90s, must have been hell, because when they grew up watching us, it was every game was, how many are we going to win, boy? Mm, <laughs> you mm. know, we're going to go out and hammer teams. So for me and you, coming from the 90s into the noughties, to see that team Pochettino built, it was like, wow, this is what it feels like to be one of the good teams. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Know? This is wild. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think... What, what, just to, Sorry, mate, just to finish my point I was going back to, which is the problem I had with like the Pochettino second, the reason why I still got that kind of gut feel is like I've just watched the investment that Mourinho's had this summer, and I kind of have that feeling of, if not for the stadium and the problems and stuff, and Pochettino been able to do that, those changes, you know, like he needed and wanted and said quite publicly the team needed, could he have been able to get us over the line? And it's like a question I'll never know the answer to because of that. You know, like Harry Redknapp, I, when he went, despite me enjoying the football under Redknapp largely, I, I felt, yeah, yeah, okay, I understand. He's basically publicly you know, opened up for England and then when he didn't get the job, had a strop and the whole team, I mean, I don't know how many points we threw away that season now, it's gone from my brain, I think I've repressed it, but <laughs> it was a lot yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so yeah, so I still have that kind of nagging doubt and I think that's why some fans still have this kind of oh, it's sad, now the minute I see Pochettino arrive at Man United as their manager I think that might die I think whilst he's out of work, I've still got this kind of like he loves me, I love him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, sure, sure. The minute, like you said about the ex-girlfriend analogy, the minute she's with somebody else, it's kind of like, ah, she wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I, I I, know people will like think I'm weird for that, and I've said it before. Like Those two seasons, if someone has said, we'll take those two seasons away and you can have a League Cup, I, I, I'd still have those two seasons. <laughs> I loved it. I really loved it. I'm not. Do you know what, Sam? I'm not taking anything away from how how great they they, they were. That especially those yeah. two seasons under Pochettino. Yeah. But like, if if you like, so we we can look back and we can go, oh yeah, like, you know, a great couple of years and play some great games. And like you said, I managed to make a few games, and you know, it was yeah. fantastic watching them at home. Yeah. But like, I was talking to Seb the other day about because um, he said, Dad, do you think we're going to win the league? And I said, I don't know, mate. <laughs> no, <really>. son. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, like you could say every year, like you know, bar maybe those two years of Pochettino, you, you would you would laugh, wouldn't you? But I, yep. I just feel like because we've got a manager who knows how to win leagues, he knows how to do it. He knows how to win these trophies. Like you know, we've we've got someone that that's done it, got bought the t-shirt, and has done it at lots of different clubs all over <clears throat> all over Europe. Yep. Now, what what I was going to say was when he asked me that. 
he, he said, do you think, and I, and I said, we might do, he said, what, what would you do if we won the league? And I said, genuinely, mate, and I, might, I might have even said this before, and I, I would do it, I will, I will just literally just strip and just run screaming, because it, it is just like, this <laughs> This is 35 years of supporting his club. All the abuse, yeah, all the abuse from Chelsea fans, and, and I know you always say, they'll say, oh, you've only won it once, and fair enough, you know, yeah. but I, 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 that, that feel like the, just imagine it's like when you buy a scratch card and it's like got a 50 you know I don't do it very often if hardly at all but no. on odd occasion I'd be like I'll just get myself one of those scratch cards like 50,000 yeah. and as you're scratching part of you's thinking what would I do if three three fifty thousand pounds come up? And yeah. you know, you just go, you would launch, wouldn't you? You would absolutely launch. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and that's how, that's how I would, that's what I'd do if we won the league. And as as much as it's fantastic watching us play great football and and, and entertaining football and scoring goals freely, the thought of winning the league is just yeah. insane. It is like in well, something I would just honestly, I would just give quite... anything for, mate. I mean, it's quite possible, and you know, I don't go into this guy. Oh, that's a loser mentality, weak mentality stuff. I mean, that's fine. If people want to throw that at me, throw it at me. That's fine. But what I'd say is, perhaps if we, if we did win the league this season, and I did get to feel that, that would then point to me towards a case of, yeah, I did enjoy that, but this is better. Right, <laughs> you know, right. does that make sense? Mm. But at the moment, I've never felt that in my life. I, in my lifetime, I've seen us lift. The FA Cup, you know that I that I can really remember. I, you know, I was a I was alive in the eighties. Obviously, I was born eighty three, so we did lift trophies in the eighties. But don't I don't really have that as kind of memory. My first real us lifting a trophy was the FA Cup in ninety one, and that, uh, for me, that team Gaza was in that side. You know, Lineker. So the eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, that was it. That was me. That was me hooked. And in that, since then, I've seen us lift the league cup twice mm. so it's very difficult for me to sort of stand there and go the be all and end all for me and what it's going to be is like this trophy thing because i've not experienced it and maybe like you just said we win the league this season me and you go absolutely berserk i would go will. crackers huh? and this podcast will be done shit-faced by the <laughs> um i mean absolutely level i don't know how i'd edit it but it would be just a cluster <laughs> but we would, and we'd just lose it. And maybe then I'd look at that and go, okay, now I get it. Now I understand why teams go, yeah, but what have you won? What have you done? Maybe maybe I get it then. But right now, I'm kind of like, if I supported, if like my be-all and end-all was trophies, then I'd support a team that win it every few years. You know, I'd, I, I, I'm part of this club, you know, till I die. And if I only find joy in trophies, then I'm probably going to be disappointed for a lot of my life. I know, <laughs> so. mate, I, mate. I get your point, and like you know, just to all I've got to do is think back to some of the games last season, like when we was allowed to go. And for for me, the Man City mm. one, you know, the Man City game, obviously yeah, that's coincides yeah, yeah. was playing. Madness, yeah. But oh, mate, the buzz I felt with the goal because yeah. th- like the first half they was all over us and he's like how many are they going to beat yeah. us by and yeah, I, know. To, yeah. I never in a million years if someone had said to me at half time you're going to come out of here winning 2-0 get, get out of it mate yeah. you know and, yeah, and I, I just up, yeah. yeah exactly buzzing 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 and so I, I get it I do understand what you're saying I, I know it's yeah. that the trophy's not the be all and end all I know that but I just it's a bit like um you know, England in the in the last in the uh, the World Cup a couple of years ago. You know, when we got to the semi-finals, yeah. you started to dream, didn't yeah. you? You know, yeah, and when, and when did, you start yeah. to dream and you get that feeling of what you know what it could be like if we did it. And well, I, I mean, the Champions League as well. 
Yeah, exactly. The Champions League's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were even sorry. closer to that. Sorry. One, I, wow, I just brought the tone down. <laughs> I know. I just, I just. Do you know what you talk about erasing things from your memory? I tried to yeah, erase. Yeah, that from... one was gone. Yeah. <laughs> do you know there's a documentary at the moment about referees and VAR? I've not watched it. I've seen a fair few people, fair few people share it and say I should, but I've not because apparently one of the things they discuss is that handball decision right. and how based on the rules for that game it was correct. However, the rules were changed afterwards, and just hearing that being discussed will kill me. So I can't, I can't, I I can't you, do it to myself. Mm. You know, we talk about Spursy as a term, and we hate it, but that is the definition, isn't it? Mm. We've changed the handball rules, and we're going to bring it in for this game. Oh yeah, that wasn't very good. We're going to stop that. We're Change not going to do that again. again. Yeah, painful. Oh, I mean, painful. That, that's if if a life of a Tottenham fan can be summed up in one moment, that was it. Because it, it, it killed. The, I, don't get me wrong. I don't know. They might have gone on if if it hadn't been given and oh, just yeah, smashed us. They but they won it anyway. But it killed. It the killed game. us. Like, yeah, like, it did. We yeah. never recovered. You no. could see the team just couldn't get out of this kind of. We've been screwed here. Mm. Um, you know, and Mourinho's talked about it that the side is suffering. Like a lot of players in the squad suffer from this feeling of the world's against us. You know, and a decision goes against us. And we saw it a little bit in Project Restart. Remember the Sheffield United game. We never got awarded that goal, and the team just collapsed. Yeah, it was that's like, right. oh, fine, mm. you're all against us. We, with nothing we can do is gonna, you know, change anything. And and he was like seething about it. It's like you can't do that. Yeah. Um. I mean, we talked about Pochettino going. Obviously, I mean, we got to just and we talked about the fat Mourinho. So that means tomorrow, which would be the twentieth of November, is a year since Mourinho was appointed. Which is obviously we've seen a lot of kind of changes and a lot of things gone on with certainly personnel we've seen a lot which which has been good it was much needed um but overall then so one year of Mourinho I think my first thing I'm going to say is I'm still not used to him being our manager which is weird (laughs) it's been a year but every now and again I still catch myself like he's in a Tottenham shirt and I'm like that doesn't feel right yeah yeah (laughs) that still doesn't look right um I've got no idea if that'll ever go but maybe it will um, but all of my fears initially um, are still kind of there, I think, because whenever we have a bad game, my mind goes to, oh, here we go. This is this is the this is the what I feared. Um, but then we destroy Manchester United six one at Old Trafford, and I'm like, this is beyond anything I could have ever comprehended happening. Um, so I don't know, like like you said to me about, you know, we're having quite a good season so far and, you know, Jose's got that winning the league mentality, you know, he, and he definitely does, you know, him as a person, 100%. But I do fear that we're still struggling with it as a team, as a squad, because you want to win the league, you know, you want to do that, you can't throw away a three-goal lead in 10 minutes like we did with West Ham. And the Newcastle game with that penalty decision, which is horseshit, but we should have been 2 3 nil up. And I, for me, winning the league, those games are the differences. Because, like, it's all very well that, you know, we beat, you know, let's say we beat Man City this weekend, which is a massive ask. They're a great side. But let's say we do beat them. we And we go finish the season, but we end up second by two points. Or one point. It's the West Ham game that screwed us, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I see your point, Sam. But you've also got to look at it from the other side of the coin. I mean, you look at the Burnley game. 
I mean, how like I, yeah. I was genuinely the whole way through the game. I, I must have put oh, yeah, on, on yeah. but on the messenger on our on our messenger yeah. group, I, I put and deleted about ten times. Watch um, uh, Livermore score. I might even yeah. said that, but I just yeah, I, I knew yeah. it. I, I was thinking, I know it's going to happen. I know they're going to yeah. score a header. Or uh, yeah. uh, like a, from a corner, they'll bang in a header on the yeah, 88th we've, minute. We've seen this script before. It yeah. just happens yeah, no, every no. time. So that's three points that I don't. I, I, I'm not, it wasn't Burnley. It was uh, West Brom, wasn't it? That's the game I'm thinking about. So yeah, not Burnley. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but but that but that was the game that all the time we would either get a draw or, or lose. So I feel like that's a that's a two or three point bonus that well, we normally wouldn't have got. You know. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, Burnley and West Brom are both two games that genuinely the way we played i would have thought we'd have lost yeah so you could look at that and go the team weren't playing well but did win therefore that's definitely a change definitely a kind of and and you could see the way the players celebrated a little bit as well it's kind of like wow you're celebrating this more than you did 6-1 at old trafford this is nuts yeah yeah but it's kind of like they have that feeling of you know we didn't we weren't at our best today but we got over the line and that's all that matters which is a very Jose thing. You know, I, I think Pochettino would have had him a bit more, Nana, nah, you know, you didn't play well today. You know, mm. that, that sucked. We need to work on this. Yeah. I think Jose is very much, you didn't play well today, but you won. Yeah, that's what you know, sort of matters this, to him, isn't it? it? Yeah. It is. It yeah. is what matters. So, um, it, there is definite differences, and you are right. I can look at it from two different points of view, and perhaps that's it. Perhaps we need to... You need to remind me that. Um, <laughs> but the next game is Man City. Um, I'm still a little bit pissed about international football happening full stop. I think in a global pandemic, it's shined a light hideously on how football comes first and not health with football authorities. Um, which shouldn't surprise anybody, but it continues to surprise me. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm disgusted by it. Did you know? Just, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, yeah. when you look at the, uh, that game between Wales and Republic of Ireland, and obviously oh, Matt, yeah. Matt Doherty had the uh, the yep. positive test. Tested positive. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to rack my brains. Has he always looked that miserable? Like playing, like he looked like he was going to break down in yeah, tears. Yeah. And like, there's a picture of Gareth Bale and him at the end of the game, and Gareth Bale's yeah. got a big smile on his face, and he looks like he's just about to cry. Really um, weird. Doher- Doherty, I don't think's having a, a great season. Um, and this isn't me digging him out, by the way. I think he's struggling to adjust from being a wing back to a full back, um, and you know, adjust under a new manager. But I don't think he's playing badly. People seem to be really slating him, um, which I think is actually more a case of Regulong's doing great. Yeah. So people are going, oh, weren't you that? You know, mm. look, look at him. He's coming. He's doing great. And you, you, you know, you're used to the league. Why aren't you better than that? Which is a little bit unfair. Um, so yeah, I'm not digging him out for this at all. But I, I think perhaps his confidence is a bit low. And I think Republic of Ireland perhaps was a bit of a, oh, you know, I can get away. I can be with the Republic squad. Then they get knocked out of the Euros. Then they, get, you know, then they go and do poorly against Wales. Uh, perhaps he's just a bit, you know, I'm, I'm done in here. I'm fed up. Yeah. And then the poor bugger comes off the pitch and gets COVID tested <laughs> and he's told he's positive. There's a rumour going around, by the way, that he got told at half time. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I can't speak to this. I'm not in that dressing room. And the rumour is coming from Irish football sources that claim that three, uh, a load of players were given their results at half time, including the two that tested positive, And then they, 
they went out and played on. It's been denied by the Irish FA. Um, I'd like to think that there's no way that's true. Yeah. Because if that is true and he was told he was COVID positive, one, as a human, you shouldn't be going out on the pitch. Mm. You should go, well, if I've tested positive, damn, I need to self-isolate now. You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All of you lot need to be tested and we need to let the Wales team know. But the idea that he was told at halftime went out and then hugged Bale and stuff at the end of the game is like, no way. If he no. knew and I, I was Bale, I, the first thing I'd do when he was better is I'd crack him in the jaw. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's appalling. Um, mm. So I cannot believe that's true, but it has, you know, like all things on social media, it's caught fire and, you know, you know what Twitter's like? <laughs> you can claim anything, even an yep. election in America. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's mental. Um, but, yeah, so that being said, the international football thing does my head in. Um, it should never have gone ahead. But then the argument is FAs like Iceland, for example, would go bankrupt if they had to pay back the money if the fixture was cancelled. Mm. Um, personally, I think there's enough money in football that that should have been dealt with. And I said this about Project Restart, and it is still true. If you've collected money for sponsorship based on X amount of games and games are cancelled due to a pandemic, then you simply go, okay, when we're playing again, you get those games. Just hold it over. Yeah, exactly. It just makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? And, and companies have already spent the money, so they'll be fine with it. You know, okay, great. We get extra exposure. Brilliant. It, it's it's a nonsense. It's a kind of, we want to do this, so we're going to do it. But the reality is you're taking, football was allowed to play again because they're all in these secure bubbles they're all taking constant tests, etc. And that's why they are allowed to play. And yet they're taking them out of those secure bubbles to send them all around the bloody world mm. and then come back to them again. It's mind-meltingly stupid. And yeah. yet it's happened twice already. Mm. Thankfully, it won't happen again till next spring. It's done now. But how many of our squad who are being tested today, by the way, could potentially... I mean... You imagine if, like, the Welsh lads, English lads, you know, Bel England played Belgium. It, just imagine if all of them suddenly come back. I mean, Sonny has just come back from the South Korea squad where they've had eight positive tests. It's mental. Yeah, it just seems unnecessary, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, it, it mm. is. It's, but it's money, so anyway, mm. I'll draw a line there. Uh, but the Man City game is Saturday at 5.30, which upsets me, because that's going to cut right into my Strictly Come Dancing time. <laughs> um, Do you know, can we just, can I just that's... say, like, I, I, I'm, I don't, as a, as a like, choice, watch Strictly Come Dancing, but Vicky has shown me uh, Bill Bailey, and that guy, it, like, where, what? Um, <laughs> he is he is a Bristolian legend. <laughs> where does he come, and, that come He um, moves like a 20-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Well, we from Bristol, you see, we age like a fine cider. And <laughs> okay. he, um, yeah, this is, yeah, all the digs from Laura. You want to see an old Bristolian dance put on BBC One this Saturday? <laughs> it might be more fun than our game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we do play Man City. Um, if Raheem Sterling starts, I think Jose is going to be pissed. Just putting that out there. Just letting everybody know. Raheem Sterling, of course, withdrew from the England squad because he had a minor injury. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yep. So if he starts after not playing for England for these three games where he would have done, um, yeah, Jose is going to absolutely lose his damn mind. Yeah. Um, but that's that. That's the Man City game. It's 5.30. Do I go into it confident? I don't know because we weren't playing great before the break. 
But before the last break, we were playing awesome, and then after it, we kind of tailed off. So maybe this break will trigger awesome again. Hopefully. I mean, it's Man Man City, mate, and it's going to be hard, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you were doing the it's Man City, mate. No, I thought yeah. you were doing the, you know, like, no, no guys, it's Tottenham, it's no, like, guys, it's no. Man City. No, no. It's gonna it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard game. I mean that's that's why that's why I brought you up earlier, the fact that I was so buzzing after we beat him because he just I didn't expect to beat him. Like like I say like no. before the game I was thinking I'll take a draw and in a half time, Jesus Christ, please don't lose by two minutes. So to come away two 0 was just yeah. mental. So they were they're a massive they're a massive club with a massive squad, so who knows? I mean, like, if we're on our game, I think we can beat them, but it's not going to be easy, is it? No, you're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. Um, so anyway, it's the time of the show where we hand over to our audience. Um, we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram, and we've put out there to all of you, you know, any questions, any topics you want to hear discussed. So let's head there now and see what they've got to say. Now it's time for your comments. We'll start with Facebook. Uh, the first comment on the Facebook page is from... Hmm, that's strange. It just says, person who's dead to you. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> the question, which I will read in full, because I'm feeling generous, is... I think the only question is, why wasn't Stepin Super Sub World Famous Stefan covering the show last week? <laughs> Asked and answered... <clears throat> My actual question is, international fixtures have just happened, <laughs> and we have lost at least one player. During these times, surely there was no need for internationals putting players at risk for COVID. Um, nope. I really should read these questions before I babble, shouldn't I? Because um, I think we've already answered that um, super limelight-stealing sub-bastard um, Yes, not that I'm bitter. He messaged me the other day because he hadn't listened to what that... You know that show where I basically went in on him for five whole minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Called him every name on the side. He hadn't heard it and he listened to it uh, the other day whilst he was driving and sent me a recorded message like on WhatsApp. Like, dude, what the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> we were friends. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, thanks, uh, Stefan. Um, ass. Okay, Mark Ivy says, It grates me seeing all the sympathy for Liverpool with their injury crisis, but we were dismissed as making excuses last season when literally our entire attack was decimated. Yeah, unfortunately, Mark, the media do not like Jose. And they love <laughs> they Liverpool. They liked Pochettino for a mm. while, um, and then they kind of soured on that as well because we started doing better. When, when you're a team that's a genuine contender, it would appear that they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Liverpool, uh, whether it's a perception thing, just as us, I don't know. But but Liverpool are certainly well loved. I think we, most of the pundits appear to be ex Liverpool, yeah. except for poor Gary Neville, who sits over the face like thunder at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does it does have a little element of that. And to be honest with you, it doesn't annoy me. It, it makes me smile because I kind of look at that and just go, yeah, it reinforces how I felt last season, which is. We're getting no, no kind of concessions. No kind of wow. Tottenham literally have got Deli Alley fit, and he's looking knackered. You know, it was there was none of that. It was just yeah, Tottenham making excuses for playing boring football. You know, Jose, it's Jose ball all over again. Tottenham should get used to this. Harry Kane will never score under Jose Mourinho. 
well, look what's happened there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes, uh, Pete Thompson says, I've heard speculation about last week's podcast not happening because the only person available was Stepin Stefan. <laughs> Is it true? Would you really sink to the level to keep your fans waiting because he's a limelight-stealing bastard? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Um, also, <laughs> how good is Hoybier? His stats are astounding me this season. He was what we've been missing, but when else could we improve? I still think we could improve our right-back situation. What do you guys think? Um, so, just to address uh, the limelight-stealing bastard, yes, correct. Um, thanks, Pete. Um, <laughs> see, I told you, people listen to us now. They get our sense of humor. Exactly. <laughs> he... Hoybier, and I say it because I can, is a great player. And when we signed him, me and you were like really kind of, yeah, this is a guy we needed. Mm. And then do you remember us posting our signing of him and just feeling like completely deflated because Facebook comments were so like, oh, who? Oh, that's not going to take us to the next level. Yep. So recently, when he got when he all the stats came out for this part of the season so far, and showing that he's without a doubt head and shoulders the best player in his position, like he was last season, by the way, before we signed him. Um, I posted it with a kind of anyone got anything to say? And I'm pleased to say a lot of people did go. Boy, was I wrong, which is yeah. great, and that's kind of that's fine. We can all have opinions. We can all backtrack. A few people were like, "Oh, yeah, a few games. That's what I'm like. Oh, really? Come on." It's like it's you like what you say so though. Negative. <laughs> yeah, but it's like what I said earlier. You know, like if we won the league, you'd get people going. Oh, you only won it once. You know, you can't yeah. please no, no matter what you do. Some people just unable no. to be pleased, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, I know. It's yeah. Uh... Anyway, but yeah. So that beside, yeah, Hoybier. Um, the thing about Hoybier that nags at me a little bit is kind of like he's the one of the first names on the team sheet. Like if you were going to do the spine of the team. Larice, Odeverod, Hoybier, Kane up top for me are like the ones that are on the team sheet. And if Undumbele's fit, I'd probably add him to that kind of these are the guys that every game they're fit for our strongest team they play. Yeah. Um but the one thing I'd say is whereas if Odeverod's out, you know, Sanchez Dyer, we got players, uh, we don't have another Hoybier. Mm. We you know, we just don't have that. Um I would point to Oliver Skip at Norwich is really having a great loan. And is in that position, by the way, and got a great assist for the under twenty ones for England the other night as well. Um, so he he's got he's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a ridiculous fan of Oliver Skip. Everybody who listens to this knows that. But if you get chance to watch Norwich at all, um, check him out. He's playing brilliantly in that position. I was going to say, Sam, he got Championship Player of the Month uh, for October as well. Yeah, he? yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, for not, yeah, he's really really playing well. So. If you get a chance, check it out because for me, if I was like looking at squad building in my mind, I'd be like, Hoybier's there, but Skip comes back into the team next season and I've got options there. You mm. know, do you know what I mean? I, mm. That's how I'd be looking at it. Yeah. Um, but that loan's going so well and just it just reinforces that feeling that we missed out on some real talent from our academy simply because we didn't use the loan system very well. Mm. But never mind. I mean, that does tie quite into the second part of this question about a right-back, because, of course, Carl Walker-Peters, from me, a couple of seasons on loan, and he'd have been the best right-back, one of the best in the country. But, you know, alas, it didn't happen. Um, I think it's a bit unfair to judge Doherty at the moment, and I'd actually say that Aurier, since Doherty arrived, has really upped his game. He seems to have cut the errors, which is 
you know, mind blowing that he was able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> because sure. Because it would appear that no matter who his coach was prior to Doherty arriving, he couldn't. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not sort of saying the right back. I mean, for me, if I was to pick one position, I'd like to add a player in January, a uh, player of quality. This is I would pick central defence. Um, I'd like to see Roden get some games to see if he could perhaps already be that. But just at the moment, based on what I'm seeing, that's where I'd add someone if I could. Yeah, I think that I think that Roden's going to be a a really good signing for us. I've yeah, got I've got yeah, a feeling you were that watching the game with me, weren't you, the other day? Wales, yeah, Ireland. Yeah, he he, he yeah. he's he he's one of them players that um, you know, they just seem older than what they are, and not looks wise, but just the way they play. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he looks like he's been playing the game for a long time, and that's, I think that's a really good sign for someone as young as him. And I, I think as well that because you've got like Bow and Davies, I wonder whether they've said to said to Mourinho or to the powers that be, get yeah. this boy, get him, get me into the club. Well, well yeah, no, that's apparently that's true. Yeah. Um, apparently, Davies yeah. and Bale were both really pushing for him, but it was mm. actually the we recruited someone from Swansea, the Swansea director so the Swansea chairman if you like wanted to move back to London for family things and stuff like that so he resigned as the chairman of Swansea and we recruited him and apparently one of the very first things he said was you you know you've got to take a look at him and Spurs have been scouting him I mean he was not like he was some unknown player he was statistically the best central defender in the championship last season so Tottenham had seen him but yeah they like he said no really this this is a kid. Everyone everyone we played against last season inquired about him afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. You know, you 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 want to you know you want to take a look. We did. We managed to do a deal probably because of the contacts were there, and we got him. And I've I not seen him play, so I based it off of a couple of journalists that I regard quite highly in their opinions, and they were very positive about him. And I then, based on what I've watched him with the international football, and uh, me and you were chatting during one of the games, it was funny because I think we both said, oh, are you watching this? Yeah, I am. And we were both kind of watching for Bale. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, that Roden put in this unbelievable challenge. Yes. Like, uh, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> that yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see him get some get some games. Um, but, yeah, that, anyway, that's, that's for me. Um, next one is from Peter Robinson, who says, do you think we'll ever see Gareth Bale score in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with it rammed to the rafters with supporters? We're unlikely to see the stadium full capacity this season. That's kind of a depressing question. I know, it really is. Do you know what? I watched um, a roundup after the England game last night. I saw a roundup of all the other games. And I think it was in Northern Ireland. They had, like, fans in the stadium. Not many. Yeah. It wasn't many. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Was it actually in Northern Ireland or was it somewhere else? I don't know, but there was there was there was fans there. It was a really weird thing to see. Yeah, it's it's funny seeing that now. But I, I did see a few games over the international break where supporters were allowed. In. I mean, nothing like capacity, but some yeah. around different countries. And it, that's the thing. I mean, different countries have got different rules. I mean, I. I don't want to get massively into that because it becomes political for whatever reason, but the rules are what they are at the moment set by the government. And I mean, me personally, I think public health has to come first. Would mm. I, do I think we're going to see it? Uh, a lot's going to depend on Christmas and new year and the vaccine because yeah, if that 
happens the way everyone hopes it will happen, then yeah, then yeah, we we will get that back and we will be able to see it. And I I genuinely believe, having watching Bale get minutes for Wales, he is looking sharper and sharper every time I see him. Yeah, and and also and, yeah, he is. Sorry, mate. Yeah. No, no, no. Go on. I was just going to say uh, I've got a, I've got a bold prediction anyway about Bale. And I'm okay. going to I'm going to say it on the podcast. So if it comes true, you can say, "Yeah, Matt, Matt predicted that." Bring it on. We're going to sign him on a three-year deal. Levy's going to because he's only got one year left on his contract. He's going to have a fantastic yeah. season. Levy's going to go to yeah. Real Madrid. Look, he's only got one year left. Let me sign him on a cheaper deal. Bow is going to be loving life so much in Tottenham. He'll be like, "Do you know what? I'm come, I'm 32 now. I don't need to be earning 600,000 pound a week. I'm I'm a multi multi-millionaire." I'll take a pay cut yeah. to 200,000 and have that for the three years up until I'm 35. Wow. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> Let's see how that pans out, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, two, six months ago, if someone said, we're going to sign Bow, what would you have said? Oh, mate, no, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally on board. I, uh, I can't say nothing. I, I mean, we did a whole podcast literally titled, but Sam said Bale would never come back. <laughs> um, I also said Toby would never sign a new deal, but the change of manager did that. Yes. Can't blame me on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I personally think Bale's got one eye on finishing his career um, inter Miami, um, oh, personally. Right. But, so you're the man in the know, but, so you spoil all my dreams, mate, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the first to say it. Normally it's women, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's what it is. We'll see. Well, um, Peter, to answer your question, I don't know, and none of us do, but man, I want to see it. Yep. I want to see a stadium full with Bale, Sonny, and Kane up front ripping a team apart, and just the joy of being able to watch that live. Mm. I. I I want to see him score in front of that stand and watch 17,500 Tottenham fans lose their damn minds and him run towards them doing the harp thing. Yeah, I want man. that. Everyone wants that. Whether it's going to happen or not, it's going to depend massively on the vaccines and what, what then happens. But all of us want to see it desperately. Yeah. Desperately want to see it. Mm. Um, and whether he's still here next season depends massively on him. I mean, we got an option. But do we exercise that option if he's not played very well? And at the moment, we all know he's coming back to fitness. At the moment, would you renew a guy on 200 or grand a week playing the way he's playing? Probably not, mm-hmm. to be honest. If you take all of the nostalgia and love out of it. But if he starts barreling in goals and setting people up like he was for Wales the last couple of games, all of a sudden... Yeah, yes, please, very much so. Yes, yeah, please. <laughs> and also one thing I'd forgotten about Bow as well is, like, I don't know if he's still he's still as good, but I remember when he was last playing for us, a free kick is yeah. like a penalty with Bow. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I watched him take one from Wales the other day, and he hit that, and I mean he just skimmed the bar, and I was like, he's still getting his. You can see he's still working his way back, but yeah, it's mm. like a frigging Exocet missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, I yeah, there's. It's just gonna click, and I'd love for it to click. You know, Man City. I'd love those three to start and just decimate Man City's defense, and everyone in the whole country, the whole world, go, "Oh wow!" Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I'd love to see it happen. Um, but yeah, fine. Uh, the next comment is from. Um, hang on a minute. This says, uh, "Laura, I dance topless for money, Smith." Um, 
It says, be nice in the comments. Um, I don't know why she'd say that. I mean, why would someone comment, be nice? Perhaps it's because she knew she called us old men last week. <laughs> I've been lovely to you on a regular basis, Laura. This week, I'm taking a week off and I've savaged you. Deal with it. Um, the final comment is from Derek Apaya, who says, what's up with the right-back situation? The poor ability on how to defend set-pieces. Um, can you blame the right backs fully for that? I don't think you can. I think it's collectively as a defence we've been poor. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I see they seem to be getting a bad deal to right backs at the moment. But yeah, I, I know, like like you said, Serge Aurier's had a sort of a, I don't know, like what's the like being reborn almost this season. And Matt yeah. Doherty, I, 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 I he's, he's a good player. I just think he's like you yeah. maybe alluded to earlier. He's just kind of. Like I don't know, like what? Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to suggest that like we're we're far superior to Wolves, but I wonder whether it, I, I think we are a bigger club. I'd say we're a bigger club without. You no, know. we are. I mean, you, yeah. You only got to look at Matt Doherty's interview about the training facilities and you know the infrastructure and you know the how sort of eye-opening it was when he arrived. Yeah. To, to realise that that's that's the truth. Yeah. So he's he's, he's just adjusting, but I I don't. I don't see the right backs being a problem for us. It's not. And I know no, someone yeah. earlier said about addressing it. I, if you said to me like you like you said like you know maybe the centre backs. But if some, if someone said like yeah. where what do you need addressing? I'm, the last thing I think I'd go to is right backs. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was going to say I wouldn't. Mm. That's not somewhere the full backs at the moment. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so we'll we'll leave that. Uh, the next one comes from Instagram. It's Trevor four eight one five. Hey Trevor, it's a strange surname. Um, does the club believe that as we have bought great players this year, that we are in a great position to win the league? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think I'm Daniel Levy thinks we're going to win every time he signs somebody. Why, yeah, like, but right, why I'll not? Sign though, a player, win me stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Why not? There's why... no reason why not. I, yeah. The question is, based on the signings, does the club have the belief? I mean, you can look at that different ways. I think Jose has the belief. I think Harry Kane has the belief. I think there are others that just don't think so. Um, I think Daniel Levy possibly is looking at it as, um, if not this year, I want us to be in a position next year. I I mean, he's said recently um, in a very rare interview that he gave to some, uh, to do with American football stuff, and he was talking about Tottenham in that, and he says... Um, I, you know, I realised and the board realised that players need to be rotated. You know, players need to chop and change, and you cannot sit still. I'd love to think that he knew that before all of this, mm. but perhaps him saying it now is a, a kind of a clear sign to a number of people that he's not going to let that situation happen again. He's sunk in, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that Pochettino did overachieve, and he was in a situation a few times where the club couldn't sign the player he wanted. And Pochettino's position was, well, if I can't have him, don't get me anyone. I'll I'll use a kid from the academy. The issue is that kid from the academy then just trained with the team every week rather than getting a loan. And the team gradually became stale. Um, I think Pochettino will learn from that as much as the club have. Um, it, it just didn't work. Does the club think they can win the league this season? It's a weird league at the moment where you don't fully go into a round of fixtures knowing or having a rough idea. Like, 
Who could have predicted Villa smashing Liverpool like they did? Yeah, seven two. Walloping United, beating them. Yes, six one at Old Trafford. No, mm. I don't think even the most one-eyed Tottenham fan going into the game could have predicted that. So it's an odd season. Whether and now this international breaks out the way going into Christmas, that's going to change. But I think not having in fans in the stadiums making a big impact on how things are happening and the results. Um, that's obviously not changing anytime soon. So we've got as good a chance as anybody. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe that. Anyone who's up there, I think we've got the ability to, to beat teams and to, to do it. So yeah, screw it. Why not? We're going to win the league. Yay! <laughs> um, the next question, I've just read it, is somewhat ironic. One, two, three, Shane eight says, can we win the Premier League? Yes. Yes, there we you can. Go. <laughs> there you go. Done. Do you um, think he changed his surname by Depot to that number, or he just that was just unfortunate that he's born with that surname? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'd like to think that he was born with it. To be honest, with you. I like to think that somewhere down the line, you know, like all these all these surnames came from something. You know, like if your surname's Thatcher, at some point your family were doing roofs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Was, at some point, his family was a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to change it to digits. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your surname then? Oh, zero point one five. Oh, shut up. Yeah, right. Your name's Pi. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, mate, that's our show. Um, we will be back next week to discuss games because they're back, um, and any other crazy events that happen in Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, hope everyone's enjoyed the show. Hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, lockdowns and. Covid is certainly isn't going away, so nope. uh, we're starting to plan the Christmas special. If anyone's got I- any ideas, get in touch because I'm done with them this year. I haven't got a clue. I'm bad enough buying gifts this year. I'm like, would you get someone? Oh, I don't know, a mask. <laughs> Yeah, um, can you get so, I see someone well, with a Spurs mask the other day I've got to get myself one of them yeah oh okay yeah well uh, there you go oh, 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 I'll, I'll sort that out um, we can do Spurs news um, merchandise yes oh yeah we'll finish with this this is quite funny so um, Tottenham uh, the football club have sent out to a load of fan groups and pages notices about the use of the cock rule and we use it in our logo anyone who's seen our logo will see it uh, because if it's too similar to the Tottenham badge, Tottenham logo with the cockerel, it's copyright infringement. I do. And they're actually demanding fan groups change them. We've not had anything ourselves, but right. several other people I've seen change their logos and stuff. So at some point we may have to change our logo. But if we do do that, we can have merchandise. <laughs> at the moment we can't because of the logo. But if we do change it, we can. So we'll have to come up with a mask. Can we do it? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I was going to say, can we do like maybe do the rainbow cockerel? Because then I I do like winding up the homophobes. And also that does that that will (laughs) be completely different then, won't it? You know, we kind of... (laughs) The fact you said, I love winding up the homophobes. You don't need a second reason, Matt. That was fine. That was absolutely (laughs) fine, yeah. Yeah, have a lo- lovely rainbow. Um, and also, I like singing the song. High above the streets. And yeah, exactly. The there, we go. High. there we go. Wow, that's one way of <laughs> switching off the podcast. Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News.